אתם עם SBS בעברית. לעוד סיפורים מעניינים, כנסו ל-sbs.com.au. שלום אוסטרליה. Calista Business News Outlet reported on Tuesday that police have for years been making widespread use of NSO's Pegasus spyware against Israeli civilians, including people not suspected of any crimes, exploiting a legal loophole and keeping the surveillance under tight secrecy without oversight by a court or a judge. Attorney General Avichai Mandelblit informed Israeli Police Commissioner Kobi Shabtai on Thursday that he will open an investigation into the claims to be led by Deputy Attorney General Amit Magari. Mandelblit asked Shabtai to hand over all warrants for tapping phones for 2020 to 2021 for the investigation. The Attorney General said that it is difficult to overstate the severity of the alleged harm to, to basic human rights if the report is true. Police evicted a Palestinian family and demolished their home in the East Jerusalem neighborhood of Sheikh Jarrah before dawn on Wednesday, arresting 18 Palestinians and Israeli activists at the scene. The Jerusalem municipality said it plans to build a special needs school for the neighborhood's Palestinian residents on the plot, as well as six kindergartens and other public facilities. Jerusalem Deputy Mayor Fleur Hassan Nahum said we do this for any structure that is built illegally. It happens in West Jerusalem and it happens in East Jerusalem. According to Hassan Nahum, the home was built illegally in the 1990s. The Salia family contests this, saying that they have lived there since the 1950s on a plot purchased from private Arab landlords. When police first arrived on Monday to demolish, demolish the home, the Salia family barricaded themselves inside their home. Police bulldozed a plant nursery belonging to the family on the plot while they negotiated with the residents over their home. Family patriarch Mahmoud Salihah, standing next to a canister of fuel on the roof, threatened to burn himself alive, taking him ha- his house with him rather than be evicted. Meretz MK Mazi Raz spoke immediately following the eviction on Wednesday morning. As thieves in the night, officers arrived to evict the Salihah family into the freezing street. These are the lives of Palestinians in East Jerusalem. Jewish extremists from the Givat Ronen outpost attacked Palestinians and left-wing Israeli activists with clubs and stones, wounding at least six and burning a car in Burin in the West Bank on Friday morning. Daniel Roth of Rabbis for Human Rights said they threw rocks through the windows of a car, poured gasoline on one of the cars, lit it on fire and then turned their attention to throwing rocks and hitting any volunteer they could get their hands on. Six Israelis wounded by the assault were hospitalized in Balenson Hospital in Petah Tikva. Some sustained hand injuries and another had a broken hand. Ross said a settler hurled a rock at his head, which he managed to block with his arm. The army and police were called to the scene after the attack began, but arrived after the perpetrators had fled. A police spokesperson said police will act decisively and forcefully to find the lawbreakers, capture them and bring them to justice. Meretz leader, Health Minister Nitzan Horowitz, called the violence a pogrom. He said condemnation is not enough, the perpetrators must be stopped and prosecuted, and the wild outposts from which the violence come must be evacuated. Responding to pressure from parents and some MKs, the government has established new regulations for school children during coronavirus. Beginning on Thursday, children will no longer need to isolate after being exposed to coronavirus. Instead, all students will need to conduct two antigen tests a week 
on Sundays and Wednesdays and present negative results when ed- entering educational institutions. Children who test positive for COVID-19 will still need to isolate until testing negative. The Health Ministry updated its coronavirus figures on Friday, revealing that nearly 70,000 Israelis tested positive for COVID-19 the day before, with the number of patients in serious condition climbing to 638. 1,758 Israelis were hospitalised in all, with 123 of them on ventilators. At least 9,867 medical staff were sidelined after contracting COVID themselves, including 1,379 doctors and 2,916 nurses. Defence Minister Benny Gantz has been diagnosed with COVID-19 and is working from his home where he is quarantined. Gantz, 62, has had four doses of the coronavirus vaccine. He tweeted, I feel good because I'm vaccinated. Keep healthy, keep to health rules and go and get vaccinated. Foreign Minister Yair Lapid spoke on Thursday by phone with his Turkish counterpoint Mevlut Kavulozku amid an apparent thaw in relations between Jerusalem and Ankara. Kavulozku called to inquire about the foreign minister's health following his COVID-19 diagnosis. The phone call was the first between Israeli and Turkish foreign ministers to be public announced in 13 years. The government on Thursday said it had agreed to grant 500,000 shekels in initial aid to each of the families of the 45 people killed last year in a deadly crush during Lagba Ome celebrations on Mount Meron. Finance Minister Avigdor Lieberman and Justice Minister Gidon Saar said in a joint statement the pain cannot be eliminated, that we will do everything in our cap- capabilities to provide the maximum response for the families and we will take all precautions to prevent the next disaster. Lieberman said the State Commission of Inquiry into Israel's worst peacetime disaster is continuing its investigation. Israel on Thursday closed a deal to purchase three submarines from German shipbuilder Thiesenkrupp for 3 billion euros. The first submarine, which will form a new class called Dakar, is to be delivered within nine years. Part of the cost will be financed by the German government via a grant in accordance with an agreement signed between the two countries in 2017. Cabinet ministers are due to vote today on the establishment of a state commission of inquiry into the submarine purchase, which is entangled in an investigation into alleged corruption and bribes that has already resulted in multiple indictments. Prime Minister Bennett is said to be opposed to the investigation, but there is majority support for it in the government. Israel has been absorbed with reports that former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu may be close to a plea deal with Attorney General Avichai Mandelblit. It is believed that Mandelblit is demanding that any plea deal with Netanyahu would include a clause of moral turpitude which would bar the former Prime Minister from public office for seven years. The Likud party is reported to be preparing for the contingency that a deal may be made and to hold primaries for a new party leader earlier than scheduled. The United Nations General Assembly adopted a resolution aimed at combating Holocaust denial on Thursday. The resolution provides a a specific classification for Holocaust denial using the working definition put together by the International Holocaust Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. 
It also provides actions expected to be taken by signatory countries in order to address the phenomenon and demands social media networks remove posts that fall under the IHRA definition. 114 countries co-sponsored the resolution put forward by Israel and only Iran publicly voiced its opposition. Israel's representative to the UN, Gilad Erdan, began his speech recalling the story of Chaim, a Holocaust survivor from a small village in Romania whose wife and eight children were exterminated by the Nazis. Erdan called the resolution his most important initiative as ambassador. Not only because I represent a Jewish state, not only because I am a Jew, but also because I am the grandson of Holocaust survivors. He then revealed Chaim to be his late grandfather. This is Peter Jones-Pellach reporting for SBS Radio from Jerusalem. רוצים לשמוע עוד סיפורים? האזינו דרך האפל פודקאסט, גוגל פודקאסט, ספוטיפיי, או בכל מקום אחר בו ניתן להאזין לפודקאסטים.